Fair play and fair value. It's what playing at William Hill is all about. William Hill. It's who you play with. Gamble responsibly. Hi guys, I'm Harvey Elliott and you're listening to the Ranks FC podcast. Rank Squad and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Ranks FC where we have not only an exclusive interview but a very important announcement to make and that is the Ranks FC we have now signed with New Balance yep it's an official partnership New Balance times Ranks FC yeah and that means we'll be working with their amazing team the brilliant set of clubs that they sponsor and the players that they look after as well and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they have been making some serious waves in this department recently. So that means there could be content from us with FC Porto, with Roma, with Ligue 1 champions Lille, among others. It could mean we get to spend some time with some of the incredible players that they've recently signed. That's Abiri Eze, that's Bukayo Saka, it's even Raheem Sterling, or the world-class Sadio Mane, who they've been in partnership with since 2018. And what it does mean, definitely, is that we have spoken to another of New Balance's most recent additions, Harvey Elliott, who we met just after the end of the domestic English season, and we can bring you that interview today. Yes, we will be doing that indeed. But before we get to that, it is competition time. One of the many ways in which Ranks and New Balance will fuse together is a kit and merchandise partnership. They've manufactured us a very special one-off kit, which will soon be on sale in the New Balance store. And to celebrate the start of this partnership, we're giving two of them away. To see it and to win it, Head to our social pages at Rank Squad, retweet the picture that you see. You must also be following us and at New Balance Football. Don't worry, we'll remind you of that in the tweet. But there's two chances to win, as I said there, one on Twitter and one on Instagram. So there will be a double chance for you to win this unbelievable kit. I'm really pleased with it. I'm absolutely over the moon. It looks beautiful. It's the Rank's colours, the New Balance famous logo. It's an absolute delight. But I think, Sam, it might be time for Harvey. It is indeed, mate. Everyone head over to the socials and get involved and get in the mix for that kit. But in the meantime, here is the interview. Jack, roll it for us. I hope you enjoy it, Rank Squad, and I hope that you are as excited as we are about this partnership. Great things to come, we promise. Welcome to Ranks FC, and I'm delighted to say that joining us today is one of the brightest young stars of the English game, the youngest player ever to feature in the Premier League, a man who has lit up the championship in blue and white for Blackburn Rovers this season, Liverpool star boy and newly signed member of Team New Balance, Mr. Harvey Elliott. Harvey, thank you so much for joining us and, and welcome to Ranks FC. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Harvey, what do you make of the intro? Jack puts a lot of effort into those. <laughs> very good. Smooth. Well, congratulations on signing for New Balance anyway, Harvey. I mean, what makes you think that you and, and New Balance are a good fit together? Um, I think just the, the connection that we've had ever since I've, I've started, well, as a, as a family, started talking to them, really. Um, I think the way they've handled me and, and looked after me, um, I think it's just just a door opener to, to anyone, really. Um, and I'm just excited to, to see what the future holds with New Balance. Um, I think they're a great brand and I'm just very excited to be with them. 
An exciting time for you overall, Harvey, right now. I mean, you just spent the season at Blackburn Rovers on loan from, from Liverpool and you've got those minutes under your wing now. 31 starts, 10 sub-appearances, 2,758 minutes of football in total. And in that time, you've got seven goals and 11 assists. I mean, that's pretty good going. The final goal, of course, was that lovely little chip over the keeper. We all like that one. What, um, what's this loan spell taught you? Um, I think just to, to sort of, how to deal with playing week in, week out, how to look after yourself and look after your body just so you're going into every training session, every game, feeling 100% and just being even available for selection. Um, I think it's it, it was a tester as well um, of the season due to our results, not really, some of them not really going our way um, and just different emotions throughout the games, um, like coming coming down from, from losing 1-0 to, to winning 2-1 is just, how to react to those situations and just not to give up um, until the final whistle, really. Um, and it's, it, it's taught me a lot of things that I will take into my uh, career um, and, and take into Liverpool um, just so hopefully I can, I can apply them um, when I'm called upon. Championship's a right old slog, isn't it, mate? We all know that watching it. Must be, must be something else playing it. But I guess it's just everyone trying to do their very best to, to either get into the Prem or stay in the champ. Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a top league full of top teams. You're still walking, so at least I couldn't kick you off the pitch, mate. Harvey, I don't, I don't know how much of a statistics guy you are, but uh, I'm going to just list out a couple for you here because they do suggest, they do paint you in quite a nice light. Um, most passes before the assist, in addition to your goals and assist tally, and you're the highest expected assists tally per 90 among under 23 players. So, 0.31 XA per 90. Buendia, Emmy Buendia of Norwich, he was the championship player of the season, was on 0.37. So not far off the creativity levels there of the best player in the division. What do you make of that? When you have the likes of Adam Armstrong up top, you, you basically finish any chance you give him. It's, uh, it's always a help. Um, but now these the, the stats are, are the stats really. It's just how, how I play in, in, in the games um, and, and how I just... Even how I, how I score an assist um, is, is going into every game, feeling that I can create something or, or score a chance. Um, so now it's something that I'll take with me. Yeah, I mean, well, you've, you proved that, right? You did you did create, you did assist, it happened, and, and you did score those goals. But I just wanted to come back to kind of minutes, right? Because there's always this balance between getting minutes under your belt, you know, getting senior football under your belt and wanting to play at, at the highest level possible. And, you know, having signed, obviously, for the club you love and support, and having earned medals last season with Liverpool, was there a part of you that was reluctant to leave even on a temporary basis? Not really. Um, I think, like you said, it's, it's a club that I love. Um, and I think for the first year, it was just sort of getting my head around um, what I have to do to get in the team um, or what I have to do to be involved, really, to, to look at players that are in my position and, and work on how to better myself to be better than them. Um, so I think just to be in and, in and around it in the first year, to be involved with the first team, it's, it, it was a dream come true to myself and my family. Um, I think this year was, was sort of the year where I needed to, to have a step back and think what will benefit my career and what, more, uh, what will show me the pathway um, to, to getting into this team. And um, I think we all decided as a team and Liverpool decided as well that it would be best um, to, to go on loan and, get these vital minutes in games, um, which have been very successful, I think, in, in getting how many minutes I did and how many games I played. Um, and 
yeah, I think next season I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back into Liverpool pre-season and, and show them what I've learned this season to, to show them that I can be in a team. Um, and if, if I'm called upon, they, they can be trusted in me to, to go out and play. I mean, what do you think it is that, that they'll notice has changed about you, do you think, over that time? Because you have been spending your time, you know, probably learning about yourself on a game-by-game basis in these matches, I guess, that really matter every week. And that, that's probably what the biggest challenge would have been for you. There's no, there's no time you've been able to turn off, is there? No, not at all. It's just being 100% at it every training session, every game, and just focusing on the next game after the next game. Um, I think in all fairness, it, it suits me with Liverpool because that's their mentality. They go into every game giving it up 100% and, and every training session giving it 100%, just focusing on that specific thing. Um, so I think what I've learned this season, it will it will, it will help me out next season with Liverpool and, and just keep that desire and, and hunger um, to go into every training session, every game, just giving it 100%. Yeah, sure. There's going to be some natural motivation here for you, Harvey, to basically kick on and, and use this as a platform, break into that Liverpool first team. There's also that added layer of the fact that you are a huge fan of the club and, and, and your family is as well. Can you just paint a picture of how big a supporter you and your family have been of Liverpool over the years? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd give you a, a tour around the house if, if you wanted to, to, to show you the little bits that we have in the house. Um, and I think that just sort of, tells you what our family are like um, and, and how much we love Liverpool. Um, my dad's been a, a big Liverpool fan ever since he was younger and he's brought me up to, to be a Liverpool fan. Um, and it's something that I'm thankful for because the team itself is just, it's unbelievable to, to, to watch and just to be around. It's just that extra special feeling. Um, I think if you was here in the Elliott household last night when Alisson scored, um, <laughs> it proved that itself um, into how much we love the club. Um, so to be fair, I didn't think the whole road would have heard us. Um, but now I think just to be in and around it and to be a fan, and you, you just have that extra motivation just to to go and prove to everyone and just to to prove to yourself how much you love the club. Um, and it's something that I go into every game, um, thinking uh, to to step out you know, to play at Anfield and to be supported by the fans it was it was a goosebump moment for me um and it just wanted me to just to fight that extra harder just to 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 show the passion that we all have um and just to play in front of them was amazing yeah, you've gone from like away trips to kiev for the champions league final to walking out in front of these fans i mean what a transition yes it's, it's, it's been crazy um i think to obviously go to kiev to watch the final and then fly to to uh, to be involved in the Super Cup, um, it was you know it was just a moment I couldn't, couldn't really describe. Um, and then I think uh, had the season that we did have to, to go and win the World Cup, um, and then go on to win the Premier League for the first season. It was uh, it was a very good one. That's so. <laughs> yeah, you've you've walked into pretty much every Liverpool fan's dream, right? And I'm going to flip it now because I'm going to flip from your fandom to my own. Um, and uh, no, Rank's listeners will know that, that I'm a Fulham fan. I, I mean, Dean and I were there when you made your League Cup debut at Millwall at the Den. I was there at Molyneux when you made your Premier League debut. You became the youngest ever player. And I guess, you know, you're, you know, that is a thing now. You're the youngest player in Premier League history. You made your debut with Fulham. How much did you learn, I suppose, on the banks of the Thames? And, and we know it's very clear how, you know, how deeply embedded Liverpool are within your heart. But, you know, is there always going to be a part of you that, that's grateful to Fulham for facilitating that? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I can't be thankful enough for what Fulham have done for me and the chances and opportunities they gave me. Um, I made my, my, 
my professional appearance at 15 uh, against Millwall. Stuff like that, I'll never forget. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm just thankful for everything Fulham's done for me. They've they've created the pathway for me, and, and they've gave me these opportunities to get my professional debut, to be the youngest player in the Premier League. And um, I mean, just the club itself is just a it's it's, a, it's an amazing club, full of amazing people um, and players. Um, and it's unfortunate that they went down this season. I, I wanted them to stay up because, in all fairness, I think they deserve it. Um, I think Scott Parker and the coaching team are, are wonderful people and, and human beings as well. Um, and it was sad to see them go down. Lovely. While you're talking, yeah, <laughs> while you're talking, I've just clicked on your Wikipedia, right? So I just want to double check you were 18. But then I saw place of birth, Chertsey. Mate, I think we were born in the same hospital. St. Peter's. St. Peter's. <laughs> and you're five foot seven. <laughs> so am I. And we're both New Balance. Mate, I, we could basically swap trolls at any point. If you fancy a game out, I can I can step in and you can just do the pod. Thank you. There. You need to change your hair a bit. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that Harvey. trust we'll me we've got that. a section on your hair yeah. at the end of this don't worry about that not sure i could pull it off anymore to be honest i'm not 18 um but let's uh just throw it forward a little bit because you are 18 now and i guess this is the stage where even though for most players it's unrealistic to expect first team and all the rest of it like for you it probably is coming into your mind now so it's tough. You're going into Liverpool of all places, but what is your target from here for next year? Just to be in the team. I think that's it. Um, just to, to be in the team, and there's no sort of blockage in in age now. Um, you see youngsters all the time in football, um, so I can't use that as an excuse. I need to go in and show people that I can be trusted and I can play for the team. No, I don't think your age is going to be a barrier here. If if there is a barrier, it's of course the fact that you share a position with the likes of. Mohamed Salah and, and, and Sadio Mane and that's your, your first mountain to climb here and I guess that leads on to the question which is what do you think you're going to have to adapt or, or maybe add to your game to more closely align with what Liverpool would expect from a first team player but maybe more specifically than that what Jurgen Klopp would ask for in his wide forwards. I think goals if you look at Salah it's just goals 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 and he's just always thinking about getting into the right positions and how to how to score uh, when they come, like if you look at yesterday, you, you can see he only had one thought in his mind and that was getting a shot off and he scored. There's been so many opportunities where he's done that and he scored as well. So I think I need to adapt that in my game. Um, I personally think the the assists and the passes will come um, if I'm in the right the right, um, right opportunities and right positions to, to play those passes. Um, but I think now it's just working on my goals. I think working on my speed as well um, just so because I understand I'm not, I'm not the quickest but I think in my head use use my my brain to sort of be that one step ahead of everyone else um, and also work work on my speed as well which is something I'm, I do need to work on as well as my, my strength to to be battling um, week in week out with these boys to, to keep my body going um, because you can see they're all top athletes and they all look after their bodies amazing as well um, so yeah I think there's a lot of work that I need to, to do to improve on my game, but it's, it's easily done. When you say more goals there, Harvey, um, is that a case of like further developing that kind of killer instinct and that obsession with with scoring? Or is it perhaps as simple as taking more shots on goal? Because there aren't many players that take more shots on goal than Mohamed Salah. It's it's, it's as much about killer instinct and, 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 and ability as just volume. I mean, everyone says it, don't they? If you don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah. That's sort of... Well, it's, it's, it's a truthful saying, really. If you don't shoot, you don't score. And there's been games where I haven't had a shot and um, where I could have had a shot. Um, it's like the Derby game, for example. Although the keeper 
personally, I thought should have saved it. You, you just need one one moment like that where the keeper doesn't get a strong hand and it goes in. Um, so there's there's always that chance of you scoring if it's on target or even taking a deflection and going in so I think me personally I need to take more shots and I need to get in the positions where I can take shots and, and, and fire them fire them off basically and it's something I will be working on I've, I've sat down and had talked with the Liverpool coaches about it and um, extra training sessions to to get him to get myself into the positions that I'm, I'm so when it comes into the game I'm, I'm confident in myself that I can get a shot off and potentially score yeah I, I mean last football question because in that regard I suppose is that you've primarily played as a right winger cutting inward for, for Blackburn and obviously for Liverpool in those appearances but you've moved around midfield a little bit more on, on this loan spell and do you think you have well do you have your eye on, on any other positions or is there other positions in this kind of crop system that you think you can thrive in or is it very much you know you know where you want to be, and, and and that is in the position that you've you mostly played in. I think wherever I'm told to play, I'm more than happy to play. Really, um, sticking in goal next week. Allison's got to go up front because he's now great at headers. <laughs> so you've got to go in goal. Yeah, that's fine by me. And then hopefully I come up, I come up for a corner and score a header. Um, <laughs> yeah, unlikely, um, but we'll see. No, but to be fair, I think wherever I'm told to play, I'm 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 more than happy to play. Um, it's just sort of you need to adapt yourself. In, into positions and different positions that you may not like. But, I mean, if it's going to keep your career going, um, if you look at the likes of, of James Milner, you can literally play every single position on the pitch. Um, and I think that's what's keeping him going. And obviously, he's a, he's a tremendous athlete as well. Um, so I think just adapting to different positions, um, not moaning or sulking when you're told to, to play in a position that you don't really want to play. Um, I can remember I was playing centre mid for Blackburn. In all fairness, I enjoyed it. It's, it's nice to... Me personally, experience different positions and to to get different different opportunities to play elsewhere, and it's just different learning. Yeah. So we've talked about your goals. You've talked about your assists. Talked about your positions. We're, we're going to get onto your hair now, mate, because I know this is what you really care about, and this is your pride and joy. Um, so when I was growing up, like David Beckham was changing his hairstyle every every few minutes and getting all these headlines, and it, it became a really big deal. I mean, what is it with you and your hair? Is it something you've always done through through childhood or is there an icon for you just give us a bit of background no fairness i'm gonna be truthful myself I, I don't actually know what what i'm doing myself really. <laughs> <laughs> i wake up and just how it is is how i go out really and um, obviously i used to have the top knot um which was very hard to get rid of because of what's I think it was just sort of coming up through the years. I've always had it. I've always had sort of long hair as a kid. Um, my little brother had long hair as well. Um, so I think just just coming up having long hair and I was just I was tying it up, doing weird things in all fairness with it. And then sort of it came to a point where I thought, right, I'm going to be in front of cameras. I need to sort of decide what I'm going to do. I need to to like a just decide on the hairstyle really and I had the yeah, top yeah. for I think three years now and made my, my, my full and debut with it and it sort of came with me all the way through um, and then yet yeah, this year has been a bit of a strange one with with hair really I've, I've had I've had plaits I've had my top knot I've had this I don't really know what to call it um, I've had other hairstyles as well um, I think it's just all part of being young um, James Milner's always on my case saying you need to cut it you need to cut it I think the first the first thing you said when I saw him was, uh, "Here he is, the scarecrow." <laughs> <laughs> what an intro! Yeah, I mean, it's it's. What did you say? Here he is, the most boring man in football. 
<laughs> too young to too young to start digging him out. Millie's, Millie's a legend. He's he's, totally, he's, helped, yeah. he's helped me along the way. He's, he's helped all of us youngsters along the way. He's, he's an icon yeah. at Liverpool as well as in football. Um, and you sort of you sort of been through what I've been through, making his debut at sixteen as well. Um, yeah. so sort of being where he is now is is where I want to be playing um, years on. Um, and but you're not going to copy his haircut. I don't, I don't know. I don't not this, know. Not at this point. You got plenty maybe when of you're years 35. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, when you're yeah. 35. Got plenty of years to decide on that. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he's he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally fair. We always gonna, We were going to ask you to rank your haircuts, but you've actually uh, you you've basically done it. For Pretty us. much done our job for so, us. So you know we'll we'll, we'll roll onwards. And Harvey, you're going to bring it on to the kind of final part, which which we like to call quick ranks. Um, and it's just basically just get you to give top three on on a, on a couple of different things but we'll start off with top three music artists right now you're listening to so my favorite favorite would be travis scott um i think he's he's someone that i've loved throughout the years um he's i remember going to his concert and there was just something different about him um like i've been to i went to the drake concert at the o2 um i've been to other concerts as well but his was just it was just crazy how the connection he had with the fans and just how he just gets the whole place just rocking. Um, and I think his songs as well were just, well, in my eyes, I, I listen to them before every single game and they just get me pumped. Um, but say he he has to be number one for me. And then well, his, his concerts are like different level, honestly. They're like the energy in those places. It's like, um, I don't think I've ever seen a mosh pit outside of like Download Festival, but here we are. And the, what, uh, it's incredible that what he manages to conjure. I've seen him like, Take an upside down train track across the ceiling. Yeah, uh, he was, he done that at the O2. I think his his last day, I went to at the O2, and he had a, a roller coaster built around. Yeah. The so my second would probably have to be Michael Jackson. Okay. I, I love listening to him and his songs. And um, so sadly enough, I didn't really get to see him perform live. Um, but no, nah, I just I just love all of his songs. Um, I think everyone else does as well. Um, and then third of all. <laughs> To be fair, I have, I have so many artists that I love. Um, I think one to choose would probably have to be either Lil Baby or Young Thug. This is the first one. We've done a lot of these, Harvey. Done a lot of these. And you are the first footballer who has broken the unspoken footballer contract of putting Drake in their top three artists. And I am absolutely delighted. I'm over the moon. Like Not because of any sort of you know dislike for Drake, more just because everybody says Drake in this three. Yeah. And you are the first to break the line. I'm, I'm over the moon. He's just, he's just everywhere, really, Drake. I enjoy it when new song, songs comes out. It's, it's sort of my happy place to go and go and listen to music. And it's sort of something that I've been around ever since I was a young kid. Yeah, I like the Thugger oh, yeah. um, I'm happy. I saw Thugger at, at the O2 in, in Shepherd's yeah. Bush years back. And it was absolutely yeah, another one that was just an off the wall. The energy, just mad. Yeah. Uh, absolutely insane. But we'll, we'll move it on. So Sam, Sam's going to take over from it. Yeah, my specialty, food. Um Favourite food cuisines, Harvey, are top three? By country, by nation. Um, the English probably have to be the roast dinner. Obviously, that's that's up there with with the best possible meal you can possibly ever have. Um, I do love a roast, and my mum cooks a lovely roast. She spends about eight hours on that day cooking it. What meats are um, you going for? Is it beef, chicken? What? I enjoy I enjoy chicken, but I think my mum loves beef, so it's sort of it's not really a, a good match there. The balance. That's the balancing act. You have to do both. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, she sometimes she just does both and just goes there. You go. <laughs> Good mum. What's her mum? I say my favourite dish of all time would 
probably have to be spaghetti bolognese. Um, Liverpool do an absolute unreal spaghetti bolognese. And yeah, it's just my favourite, really. Is that, it would, not, Italian... Another reason you're delighted to go back to Liverpool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what, what did Harvey really, really miss of on his own spell? He's like, mostly the spaghetti, but um, <laughs> we're on the way back. Oh, it, actually, it actually was. There were some moments in this career I was just thinking, oh, what I'll do to have, to have a spaghetti bolognese at Liverpool. <laughs> um, yeah, it was my first, my first day back on Wednesday, and first thing I'd done was went up to the canteen and got one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely delighted. DJ, you'll go. Yeah, so I'm interested to know who your favourite players were growing up. I mean, you still are growing up in some respects, but I guess when you were a kid on the playground and stuff, like who were you modelling yourself on? Um, I think the top two would probably have to be Steven Gerrard and, and Neymar. It's, it's sort of a weird combination. Yeah. Combine those two, mate, you'll conquer the world. <laughs> there was just something about Neymar that, Ever since he, he first came on the scene at Santos, he was like just his skills, the way he played, just the, the arrogance in a in the best possible way that he had. Just when he stepped on the pitch, like he, he knew he was he was thinking that I'm the best player here. And he just you could just see he enjoyed football, he enjoyed trying new things. And I think when you go down the park, you you base your players and the way you play off skillful, skillful players. Um at Delight to obviously Ronaldinho um as well. So I think, yeah, growing up watching Neymar, even Gerard as well, just how committed he was um, to being being at the club that I would, I'm at now and just to, to show his desire that he had playing every single game and just giving it 100% and just showing the, the heart and passion um, is sort of something that I take into every game. Nice. I think you've got some, uh, some nice symmetry there. I think Ronaldinho explains your hair. I think Neymar explains your playing style and Gerard explains your fandom. <laughs> Nah, yeah, too fair. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well, last one then. I'm going to go for grounds you want to play in. Uh, a couple that, you know, anything that stands out. I mean, obviously, you've conquered the big one for yourself, which is obviously Anfield. Um, but I'm sure there is a couple maybe on the continent that, that, that appeal to you. You know what? I don't think there is. What, no. I think Anfield's, Anfield's my home, really. Um, that was my main dream coming up. I think fan base wise, it's the best in the world. So I think my only other option would go elsewhere for to hear the fans and stuff. Um, I think fan fan wise to be playing whilst having Liverpool fans around you, there's nothing else that you want more. And just Anfield itself, just looking up and seeing all the stands and and everyone, it's it's. Like I remember the, the Shrewsbury game and obviously we all thought as players that it wouldn't be filled because it was a 23s game. And then next thing we know, it's a, it's a full house at Anfield. And I think for myself, as well as other players getting their debut at Anfield to, to be around that support that you have and we get, it's, it's something that you, you can't wish for more. Um, I've, I've grown up wanting to play at Anfield and even being there as a fan and supporting the players and then going onto the pitch and actually playing in front of them, it's... Something like I said, I've always dreamt on. Um, I think if there would have to be another stadium, uh, probably be the Ibrox Stadium because of Stephen Stephen Gerrard. Gerrard. <laughs> I think you were going to say that. <laughs> That's the only other stadium I'd have to say. Fair enough. So, I did wonder if that was coming. Harvey, I mean, that's pretty much it from us. All that's left to do is just say thank you so much for joining us. It's been a brilliant chat. It's been a brilliant interview. And uh, I'm still just really glad you didn't say Drake. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
Can you hear purple? Listen to turquoise? What's the sound of a rainbow? Let's get real. Trying to sell TVs with audio is pretty dumb. So listen to me, Joel McHale. All we want is great-looking TVs with our favorite features, like the quality of Dolby Vision IQ, the smarts of Android TV, and the vibrancy of Quantum.Color. TVs like the Hisense ULED series. Visit Hisense.com and see for yourself. Hisense. Let's get real. Fair play and fair value. It's what playing at William Hill is all about. William Hill. It's who you play with. Gamble responsibly. Fair play and fair value. It's what playing at William Hill is all about. William Hill. It's who you play with. Gamble responsibly.